Hello listeners, welcome to episode one of the Stables podcast. Our message is to talk about the different journeys that American football takes us on, globally, locally or anything in between. Today I'm joined by four Canterbury Christchurch charges who will be presenting this series on this podcast that I will allow them to say a quick hello before they dive straight in. I'm Adam Foster and I am a Christchurch alumni. I played American football for three years and hockey as well for two years whilst at Christchurch. I've now graduated and run my own podcast as well as now hosting this one along with Dylan and the rest of the guys. Hi, I'm Will Golden. Uh, people call me Golden, but um, I'm the current president of Christ, uh, sorry, Christchurch Canterbury Chargers. Um, I'm currently doing my final year in a Masters. And this is my second year running now, being president of the Chargers. Uh, I'm Ben, uh, getting known as Sunshine. Uh, I've been involved with the team for the last four and a half years as a player. I'm about 10 days away from finishing university. Hello, guys. I'm um, I'm Rob Goodhue. I've been part of the team now for seven years in two different capacities. I was a player to begin with, a Christchurch alumni. Um, played for two years um, and then from there on in, I've been coaching the Christchurch Chargers and now currently the head coach of the Chargers as well. First things first, like sort of main topics for this podcast really is 2020 as a whole. What's been the highlight of 2020 that has just happened in terms of sport for you guys? Yeah, so for me, my highlight of last year was definitely the fact we actually got some training in for the Chargers, that's a, on a personal level. I'm um, just glad we actually were able to do something um, towards the back end of the year. Um, it was good to see all the faces, good to see, get everybody uh, who was still at university to at least get the training in uh, and start to get things moving. Unfortunately, new to, due to new lockdowns and things that have come in, I don't, I don't see us having much more this year, especially when people aren't even coming into uh, travelling to universities because they've been told to stay home because all their lectures are online but that's even still i think the highlight for me would be the we, we've we've got training um yeah i would say the best achievement of 2020 would be um recruiting the freshers again this year um just because it's my last year uh, or mine and sunshine's last year so it's nice to know that we got at least 10 freshers who are kind of keen for the sport and a few of them who've bought our merchandise and kind of already gotten into the the culture of the team which is just it's really nice to see because then in a year or so when I'm not here I'll look back and be like oh I've set it set it up nice for people in the future. Uh, for myself it was quite nice uh, when I came back to the team after a little while away um, in America to just get to play again it'd been what nine months without football sort of thing so to then just come straight back in get straight back in with the team best bit of the year probably. For me, it's a bit different because obviously I graduated at the start of the year um, of 2020 and it was kind of a sad, sad time actually to leave Christchurch Sport behind and the Chargers in particular, as well as the hockey. Um, But actually finishing on a high as a team and as a unit and seeing how the people who I was freshers with, for example, Sunshine and Golden, and how we've developed from when we started American football to when we finished and well, obviously them two still going, but how we finished together and how we progressed as a team and a unit and individually as players, it was kind of a, it was, it was an emotional moment. And it was probably one of those moments I won't forget. Um, I've completely forgotten my first ever game compared to my last game. 
I would agree with that as well. I would say I don't remember. I mean, I actually do remember my first game getting benched. Even though we lost to KCL, it was just such a nice... Like, we were slinging it down the field and just having a great time. Like, I, I can't even remember the score. Because all I remember is... 55-15. Was it actually? No way was it actually. Oh. <laughs> so here's the next topic then. What would be the biggest flop? I think it's a bit easy what everyone's going to say is the biggest flop of 2020 is 2020. But <laughs> I think everyone's got their own personal twist on what 2020 has done to them sporting-wise. I was wondering if anyone would like to interv- like, give their own personal opinion yeah, what it's been for them. I can, I'll kick it off straight away. Um, I wanted to train tight end this year because I've only played on the line and I was very looking forward to it. And like training, I was having a great time. And then lockdown three came in and I was, it sat me back on my ass for another couple months. So, but yeah, it's great things for 2021. I can't wait to just, well, as soon as lockdown finishes, uh, when, whenever it may be, I just want to get back into the world. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever the world's going to sort itself out, I think everyone's going to want to be all right. Yeah. everyone's going to want to come out of the cupboard. It's a funny topic when you look at it, because this is the other part, is you've got you've got people that have been coaching this sport for God knows how long, how many years and whatnot, and they've been told, right, you can't do any of that now, you've got to do it all on Zoom. What's Zoom? I don't even, I haven't picked up a computer since God knows how long. Like, it's all kinds of, it's all kinds of situations where it's, it, trying to stay up, updated with the sport has been difficult. Trying to know what's going on with the sport's been difficult. So I think that for 2020, I think the biggest point that I think that I think everyone can agree in this conversation is that there needs to be conversation in some way, shape, or form in American football in this country. Yeah, it's got to be something. It's either it's got to be an app, it's got to be a video, it's got to be a team, it's got to be a player, it's got to be someone, it's got to be something else. Well, I feel I feel like the breakthrough of Sky Sports having their own NFL. Um, channel dedicated channel has really helped boost the sports popularity within the country but I feel like Sky Sports are missing out on an opportunity whereas like many football programs will look at grassroots and will advertise the smaller teams the non-league teams the junior teams whereas this this Sky NFL aren't even thinking about English football unless that is of someone who has made it in the NFL and they've just gone, okay, we'll do a little feature on them. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And and the thing is, you got in, when you look at the uh, the foot like soccer football in this country, um, you've got the FA Cup, and each time the FA Cup comes on, you've got like teams like Marine um, and Newport and teams like that are coming up in the FA Cup, and they they do all these things around it and this that, and the other, and it's great. Um, but you've got a whole channel dedicated to uh, to American football, yet. There's nothing to even advertise, like, or even just sort of say, "Oh yeah, we're going to play the final of um, American football, like the Brit Bull final on TV, even on BBC or Sky Sports." It's not it's even nothing. that. Even even the other countries' levels of football that is better than the UK, not one of them has even been picked up to the to be on Sky Sports. Like even the, even. The, the other aspect of Sky Sports, right? Everyone's been told they've got to stay at home and stream. Okay, you got to now. Pound a match. You look at it for like money. It's it, all that's happening in sport at the moment. Is anyone that's saying, "Oh, look, if it's not worth money, you can't do it." So, if you're not elite level sport, it doesn't work. Like even in if you look at the NFL, the NFL season. If the NFL season didn't go on the, this season that's just happened, 
the NFL like brand would have lost like nine hundred and ninety million pounds in sponsors, in video sponsors. Like as a as a global business, you'd have lost nearly a billion pounds if you didn't take part. Yeah. But then so if we're looking at post COVID, where do we see Britball in his, so there's a few questions here. Where do we see Britball in the next sort of five years? So where do we see like Kent? Where do we see divisions? Where do we see even our own governing body in the next five years? Or where do you think how teams have adjusted? Like these are just all sort of topics where if we're going to just have, have like a general conversation, like where do we think Ripwall's going to go? Now that none of us know actually knows what's going to happen with Ripwall. So everything we're saying here is just all guesswork or if we've died if we don't know our knowledge we're, we're just kind of throwing it out there from a perspective of a head coach that i'm first year head coach and looking at britball and the state of britball and being around it for now seven years i've noticed that within kent you've got uh you've got what you have east kent mavericks you've got the kent exiles and you used to have the maidstone pumas then you've got the two university teams of uh, kent falcons and the canterbury christchurch chargers but then you've also got Greenwich going into London. Now, when you look at all of those teams, the only one that is you could probably class as successful would be the Kent Exiles. Now, you've got a good program up there working hard and they've got a good setup. But you look at uh, East Kent Mavericks and they've they've got a setup in a, in a, in a way, but it's, it seems to be inconsistent at times. And that's just from what I've seen over the years of being around Christ uh, Canterbury sport and watching them train at times as well so but I think there is there are ways in which uh, Britball can come back and I think in within Kent especially I think there is so much potential and talent to be seen it's just finding that talent and being able to attract that talent to your program like you, you we've got people potentially from uh, sort of like the coast going to the Kent Exiles because they want to play for a, a premiership or Div 1 team. Um, so it's attracting those players and, con- and making sure those players feel welcomed and making sure those players feel as though they are learning something at those programmes as well. Because at university, we've known, for all of us here, we all know that there's a massive turnover of players and you've always got to retain them. So being able to retain the players is a huge thing and also making them feel as though they're learning something and enjoying it. So... The idea of these teams that have all got these brilliant, excellent facilities and training equipment and people coming in is all very well before COVID. Um, but now COVID's obviously hit and the future is, well, let's be honest, it's going to be a couple of years until we rebuild anything in any sport across any platform. Um, but without the funding in American football at such a small level and a lower level compared to that of the NFL, there is teams like the Maystone Pumas who had to fold because they just couldn't physically run their team anymore because they had no funding. Um, players don't want to then hang around and play for teams that are going, yes, no, yes, no, we're going to be playing anymore. And they'll, they'll move away. And that's why people are going to Kent's Europe. In that, that's why, that's why. Yeah, Kent's in that predicament. That's why of, gone is just, if you can't play over here, but you can see Finland's playing, you're going to shoot your shot. You're going to write a CV and you're going to think you can play. The problem is also gone. I think, Foster. Yeah, no, sorry. I, 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 with that, I think the only benefit we have 
especially with Britball and Uniball, with so many of the bigger London teams um, within the UK, they've got so many universities around them. And same with down here in Canterbury with um, Christchurch and Kent. You've got such good universities to offer so many different courses that those abroad will want to come to us to study. And that's the only thing that we've got at the moment compared to other countries that are going to entice people. It's international, in. isn't it? Well, we, we've attracted players from Spain. We've attracted players from America on, on uh, when they want to do their term abroad. Yeah. Um, Canada. Canada. Yeah, no, we've had, we, and also we've had a couple of players from Eastern Europe as well, uh, a bit before your time, maybe. But yeah, no, we've, um, we've attracted we've also players. Had female, we've also had female that have played in, in America on our team as well. And even the standard in which the level of football that she had played was even a better organised football that we played. And we're, a, we're, a, we're a university. Oh, put some of our players to shame that have been playing for maybe their second or third years. And then this fresher comes along that's played all her life in America and just puts us to shame. It's a bit like the Premier League. The top teams have got the best, they, they can offer the best money and offer the best courses and stuff. But if there's not a, t a small team that wants to do a Leicester, the Premier, the Premier League never looks at itself the same way. Like it, It's like the same period like it was with the Premier League when you had Arsenal, Man United play around with who was winning it for years and years on end. Then Chelsea come along because they had a bunch of money. And then Liverpool come out, no sorry, then Leicester come out of nowhere and won it. And turned the entire league upside down, which made every single, every single team in the Premier League decide they have to go look for different players. They have to look at doing things differently. You have to actually look just further outside of what your normal comfort zone is for sport. So if we're going to apply it to England for an American sport, we need more people to just pay attention. It's, it's a really is a, is a sort of a difficult situation to look at. <laughs> Besides looking at the Britball, we can talk about what if, what if, what if, because we've got another lockdown and we can't know anything until the middle of February what's going on. Let's talk about the NFL then. So what is it? so we're going to go through a few questions about the NFL. So we're going to look at the season that's just gone. Like, what, who do you think has been a bit like the rookie of the year? Who do you, who do you, who do you think has been the new guy that we've had to pay attention to that's just had to join the NFL in covid like, imagine that, like, all these people that have joined the NFL, the normal casual route of training camp and so forth. Imagine that you're being from, you've come from your small city, you've just joined the NFL, and then you've just, you've now got to have all those COVID tests every day. I'll tell you who I've liked watching, I've really liked to watch Chase Young. Now, yeah. that guy has been on another mm -hmm. level this year, uh, looking at how he's adapted to that Washington defence and that scary D-line that Washington have. I'd say that he and that D-line have carried that Washington team to the playoffs. Yeah, it's not the best record in one of the worst divisions. Don't get me wrong. But um, I Culture think... Culture change or what? I think it has. And I think he's been part of that. But then I also, as a, as a Jags fan, I look at James Robinson. Oh, oh yeah. Completely the opposite end of the spectrum. Completely. Number one draft pick. Who's had to? Who's basically looked like he's been built in a lab since he was seven, and then you've got James Robinson. He's probably had to fight every single person in the running back room, fight every linebacker that he's had, and every scout rep, every single game he's had, he's had to fight someone. Now, what was what do you finish in like the top five yards in the league? Yeah, 
Smith in my fantasy tore it out. Like this is the crazy thing with rookies right. this year. If you look at who's been in the league, like just look at Chase Young. Do you think it doesn't? Ma- it matters what country that guy comes from. No. no. <laughs> do, you, do you really reckon it matters? Like, no, not disrespect to anything in that way. Just you look at someone on paper without looking at his name. Six foot six. Da, 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 da. You don't care. I'll take that guy. Right, boys. Boys, I'm gonna come in. And I'm gonna come okay. in hard. Careful. Pause. I'm gonna stick Pause. with. <laughs> I'm gonna come and stick with my oh. wide receivers Justin. in my life. And Justin yeah. Jefferson has been unreal this season for the Vikings. Yeah. He was the 2020 uh, 22nd pick of the of the uh, of the um, draft. And uh, honestly, the the guy has torn up every rookie, like anything ever um he's, he's just tearing up all records and i just don't think you can beat someone on that well, level yeah. you look at justin jefferson uh, no sorry not justin jefferson but uh justin herbert he tore up the uh the rule book with the uh the amount of t- touchdowns he scored for uh, i would say a very um mediocre um la chargers offense well yeah the- but then the head coach got sacked yeah. and also he's playing for an organization where they punctured the lung of their starting qb <laughs> so i think i think justin Her- and then i posted up someone on instagram the other day and it was like what football does to you right and <laughs> it said in the bottom corner hashtag mess and let's be honest justin herbert he looked like he'd gone through enough stress <laughs> in one season bless his heart I mean, he's probably 22 23 hello mate you're now going to be the face of a multi-billion dollar industry. No pressure. We're just going to let you know that the guy ahead of you was just punctured his lung. You you ready to take over this program? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but a quarterback's only as good as his wife. I do agree yeah. with that. I do agree. Um, you just need to look at someone like Cam Newton. <laughs> oh God. The biggest flop. Oh, in I the don't think the biggest the flop. I, I think there have been. I think Jamarcus Russell. Uh, yeah, was a bigger flop than him. Yeah. And look at Dwayne Haskins as well. Sorry, yeah. this year for him, he has made himself look like an embarrassment to the NFL. Um, and that, again, yeah. that, that, that's my opinion. But he, this year, has ruined it. So I, I don't put Cam Newton on the same level as as those. Cam Newton's had one Ooh. good game. Cam, well, no, also, he, had the, he, 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 he got to remember he had one good game, then he had one good pose, and then he had one good <laughs> touchdown celebration. <laughs> and, then he, and then he marketed the hell out of it, did a really good job of it, but then, I don't know. It's just like... I, did you did you see his Instagram post after we didn't make it to... Well, I say we yeah. didn't, I'm a Patriots fan. Um after the Patriots didn't make it to the playoffs, his Instagram post came out and was given every excuse he possibly could. And then afterwards, every sentence that made some rubbish about the team, he then put in brackets, I'm talking about myself as well. And then he would rip off the team again. And he, I'm talking about myself as well. But he wrote it in a, in a text that you can't even read and you feel like you're getting a seizure. from using the weird, like, random letters and symbols wing chart or something like that yeah yeah i don't i don't get him i don't get him as a footballer i don't get his mentality he's a one-man team and honestly this year for the patriots was a rebuild because the goat of tom brady has has left us and we've just got nothing there's <laughs> wiping tears off his face yeah. <laughs> right, i've got mate. nothing oh. left <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it in the completely opposite way of me being a Chiefs fan and seeing an organisation be useless 
all time I've supported them, and then we get one good draft pick. Oh. And that draft pick turns into the new goat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like to call him. Yeah. <laughs> on the yeah. on the Chiefs though, um, I think their offense, if they didn't have the likes of Tyreek Hill, Pat Mahomes, or Travis Kelsey, I think their offense would be all of it to be particularly great. You look at the uh, defenses can learn how to play against it because. You look at the different looks they give a give a give a defense, and you think, oh, well, that's what uh, that's what Andy Reid would do. That's that's what he's going to do. That's what exactly you know. You you can go give an idea. Okay. I think right. the difference in that team is Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. They all are amazing players, and they all come out and play ball every week. You put Pat Pat Mahomes in the uh, Patriots team this year. With that offense, with Bill Belichick, with Bill with Bill Belichick, be... yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think there you go. The, your your answer then is the your cut your head coach is what makes a football team. Drive. I don't necessarily okay. think it's the Chiefs though. Okay, look at look at in the different pers- pers- thing with Cam Newton and the Patriots offense, right? Now, if you look at Cam Newton when he was in college and everything, everything was shotgun, and even you know, all he, have you seen his like stuff on Wired when he does his uh, snap count? Like he oh, gets, yeah. he's got, he's got like a stupid snap count, but it's all from shotgun, right? So then you go to the Patriots, and then they force you to do like a timing-based system. Now, do respect that Cam Newton is six foot six. I personally, it's just something about the way he holds the ball. I just feel like his hands are too big. Like every time it comes up, like if you've seen some of these throws that he's made, it's like what, it, either his hands too big and he can't actually let go of the ball. Because I don't understand how you like it. No, 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 Dylan. The only reason he can't let go of the ball is because he likes to hold the ball and have the He's glory busy. for himself. He refuses to make the pass. <laughs> you remember when he played the Bills and he was on that two-minute drive right at the end and completely fumbled it and yeah, lost the game for them. I was going to say, he definitely let go of the ball that time. Yeah. Yeah, because he wants it for himself and that's all he's ever yeah. thought about. But then you, if you do pay a bit of respect to the Patriots, you're looking at all of the situations that's happened with um, America and social justice and all the things that have gone right or wrong over there. When you look at image and you look at respecting all of all everyone's opinions and respecting that diversity and all of that, all, all of that to go from Tom Brady to Cam Newton to take Cam Newton to bring the Patriots into the future, i.e talking to people like Cam Newton because you probably got someone when Cam Newton come into that locker room I'm guaranteed there is probably 60% of that locker room that probably didn't talk as much because they couldn't feel like it because of Bill because of Tom because of the the corporate way of football to then suddenly be able to be themselves a bit more which probably is probably like it's made the Patriots a better organization for doing Cam like sorry not doing Cam Newton but bringing him in so what you're saying, Dylan, is you Cam Newton has single-handedly turned the New England Patriots into pre-season Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the answer to that one. I think that's I, I think that's the answer to all the questions we're ever going to ask. So, make any more podcasts now? <laughs> I think that's it. No, I think that is genuinely it. <laughs> Okay then, so who then is you got? To, we've all got to admit then, who would be comeback player of the year? Is it Alex Smith? I think it has to be Alex Smith. On yeah, a... it... no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, if you look at the things that Alex, Smith... well, uh... 
Parkinson. I don't know if you've seen it, but his wife made uh, the Lombardi trophy. Yeah, I saw that. She made his brace into yeah. the Lombardi trophy. Talk about motivation and having like people around you. Like, I mean, the first game he came back, his, his whole family was in the stands cheering. And it's like, imagine if JJ Watt jumped on his back again and completely ruined him. It's that like... was it. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald <laughs> jumped on his back. Yes. He had he'd like the game he had. It was like that poor man. Yeah. Like... Held up a NFL athlete on his back and carried him two yards. <laughs> on one. <laughs> right. Are we... Can we can we um, throw in there? If you're saying like a comeback of the season for a player, can I can I actually change that up a bit and say the comeback of the season is actually the Falcons um, doing their yearly throwaway <laughs> of the league? Well, yearly, it's weekly. Yeah, because weekly, the year they, yeah. They, uh, they were up by like two scores in most games at the beginning of the year, then they lost every single. They just one. don't. He just can't close. No. That guy, he just can't close. Oh, Tan Quinn, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, do you think that Matt Ryan's going to be there next year? I think they. Sh- I think they're yeah. looking at like the situation that they got going on because if you look at Matt Ryan as a QB, is he better than Aaron Rodgers? No. <laughs> so it's going to be difficult when you're looking for Super Bowls, even if you're looking at keeping him on for three, four years or so. Yeah. Even if two years, who's he got to play? In? Who's he got to beat in the NFC? It's got to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Has he got a chance? Absolutely not. No matter how good the team he has around him. He is not Aaron Rodgers, so it's a bit of a difficult. It's a bit of a difficult situation for the Falcons because you got to remember they spent all that money on that stadium. They've been this. They've then got rid of the, the um, their GM that as well. They've got Julio Jones is making all that money, but he's now getting older. Do they cash him? Do they cash out on him? What do they do with him? It's a, it's a it's a all of there's a few more teams this year. They're probably going to have to start looking at. Do we need to sort things out or do we not no, this year? Well, next year we've got to think about it. I saw an interesting thing um, from Mel Kuyper. I know he's not like the most trusted person, but he's yeah. saying the Falcons might trade up for Mac Jones. Yeah. Because they've got, I think they said they've got the fifth pick. And so all they need to move up is a couple places and they can take a, and just trade Matt Ryan or just get rid of him. But even but even getting another guy in the room is a fair point. Because Matt Ryan's been there for he's been there for as long as Aaron Rodgers has been. If yeah. you look at it like it, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, well, he hasn't had any competition. So why why not? Because you got so close, you might as well think, well, is he the guy? Well get some to sit behind him for a little, for a year. Like, so he is worth getting Mac Jones. It is. Uh, Pat Mahomes, if we go full circle, he sat behind Alex Smith for a year and people were saying like, if he never did that, then he wouldn't become or how, wouldn't have exploded onto the scene. I agree. Mm. No, I completely oh. agree with that because when I remember watching Smith play in London and uh, I thought he was the most exciting thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Also, Alex Smith was the offence. When You know, when Colin Kaepernick came into the scene, so Alex Smith, if you look up his records, like he does hold a lot more records than people actually care to remember. He was running that RPO system, and that's what he was known for using, and it was working. Then he got a concussion. Then you didn't hear about him. But he's, and then all of a sudden again, Alex Smith has come back on another team. He's had to do the same thing all over again, but he's had to rebuild his leg now. Like, Would you, would you say that um, Matt... Uh, sorry, not... Um... Would you say that he is like the the um, who sat behind, who um, who was the quarterback before Tom Brady? 
uh, Bledsoe, uh, wasn't it? With the, yeah. Bledsoe. Would you say Bledsoe. he's the, the Drew Bledsoe? Yeah. Because weird. he he had like you, you look at San Fran, he he played, he did as you say, he run the RPO system. He and then Kaepernick got his opportunity, and then Kaepernick was the guy. Then he went. Yeah. Then he went to Kansas. He did the same thing. Kansas was running that offense, was doing something great, and then oh look, you got Pat Mahomes that comes in. Yeah. Don't need you anymore, Alex. See you later. Then he goes to Washington, and I think this is a really that's a good... fair comment. I think that's a very. I think that's a fair comment if you look at it. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a like I'm good, but I'm just not him. It's in the best bargaining chip. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got cousins though, and learned wealth. Yeah. All right then. So let's do let's do the playoffs then. Who do you reckon's gonna Who do you reckon's gonna win the Super Bowl? Let's go. Let's go with this. Let's do a poll. Are we gonna do? A, are we gonna do like a poll now and come back to it later? Yeah. Let's do a quick vote. Everyone, just say who they think. I don't don't do too many reasonings. All right. And we'll laugh. At I'll them kick later. it off easily. Chiefs, hundred percent, back to back. It's gonna be. It's gonna happen. We've got a lot of deluded Chiefs fans, but it it's the Chiefs to lose is not to win. Like we we have the team, we have everything. We can't lose it unless something awful happens. And I bet this is going to be clipped in like three weeks, and it's going to be yeah. an awful situation for me. But you somehow lose to the Browns or something like that. Talking of losing to the Browns, that's what we're going to do next week. <laughs> the Steelers won't make the Super Bowl. Uh, Green Bay might have it if the Chiefs don't. Yeah, I think that's the play. I think it's I think it's Green Bay versus Pat Mahomes because I feel like Aaron Rodgers is how he's he's a bit of a Michael Jordan that guy. It just doesn't look like it's anything like you understand. Matt, Matt, like Pat Mahomes makes it look like ridiculous, but like Aaron Rodgers, it's like looking someone like play basketball, knowing every single time it's thrown, it's getting caught. Like it's just I just think I I think Aaron Rodgers. I think he, he, he wants to do it even more this year than I've said they'll hold any other year. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers this year. I'm going to go with Green Bay. I'm also going to go with Green Bay. Oh, I don't like this. And the reason no. why I'm going to go with Green Bay is because, of the as, as Dylan said, it's the Aaron Rodgers factor. Like you, you He's can, already won one. You, I think he... <laughs> I think that the Green Bay Packers, as a team, are better... Than the Chiefs, and I, I think that's on defense as well. Yeah. Oh, I uh, I have to disagree with you on that one though. <laughs> I was talking today to someone about the Legion of Zoom, and it is I know like they're obviously they they've got this name, they're quick. I get that, but you look at every single individual wide receiver and tight end and compare it to Green Bay, and I I don't see how you can what wins championships. What wins championships? I can tell you, it's Pat Mahomes. Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith is what wins your championship. Right. Defense. Boys, I'll I'll tell you what wins championships. (laughs) And I'm going to put my thing in there. Tampa Bay are going to win the Super Bowl this year. (laughs) Okay. Tom Tom Brady is going to prove the fairy tale of everyone's okay. dreams and prove that he's the okay. greatest of all time. There, Foster. You know, that's going to get clipped as well, Ooh. don't you? Oh, I can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait. He gets another pick six in the final drive of his career. It'll be brilliant. Yeah. But it would be better. Uh, I'm crying back nice. when your team's nice. won six. <laughs> just to not have Tom Brady for just one year. Just might be nice. Yeah. Just one year just to look at another guy. <laughs> 
Is there someone else? Yeah, I, think, I don't just, want to keep looking at the same guy knowing I'm not as good as him. Like, can I just look at another person? Think of the myself? fairy tale. Think of the fairy tale moment that Tom Brady lifts his seventh Lombardi. And kisses trophy. his son on the lips. Yeah. What's wrong with that? He's ten years old. Let's divert. He's ten years old. His son is old enough to understand. It's old. Oh no. <laughs> Oh. I don't think he eats any yeah. I don't know what food he eats. I don't even know if he eats food, Tom Brady, at that point. Like, yeah. So, I, what, um, <laughs> that's about it, I think. Yeah. If that's the shade you've got on him, then I've, I've I I mean I, I was talking I was talking to a um a family member, my cousin, he supports the um he supports the, the Patriots as well. And he was saying that how Tom Brady made the locker room at times very toxic and uh, pissed off Bill Belichick quite a lot. Because of um, the fact he'd always get his nutritionist in and his sports exercise guy in, and the um, the Patriots didn't hire them, and it would upset Bill Belichick and every and the sports uh, the strength and conditioning coach. So I think he has both a positive and negative um, factor in a, in a locker room, and I just worry that at Tampa Bay, you've got a guy who yes he's broken himself he's broken some season records for Tampa Bay, but. I just worry about what he's going to do in the playoffs. So he's going to throw those picks. It's just going to be well, hilarious. I can't wait. I might, can't wait. No. I think he might forget what down it is as well. <laughs> <laughs> he might do. He might. Do. All right then. Okay. So we've got plenty of stuff to, to think about for next week. Uh, for all these other episodes we've got, I just want to thank everyone for coming along on the on the on the podcast this week. Um, I hope to everyone that's listening. Uh, we're hopefully going to be doing an episode a week, but if there's any any other topic to talk about, please please let us know. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Um, what, what's the other ones? Uh, don't disable notifications. Please hit us up on TikTok. Please hit us up on Snapchat. Please hit us up everywhere. Oh, we we might as well. Account, we might as well we? do everything if we've got to go into the. Oh, I'm really looking it is forward just to videos seeing... and videos of Dylan recreate and just TikTok trends. Yeah, please. <laughs> that, that, would, that, yeah. Would, uh, that would be brilliant. I've reached a whole episode on, uh, on uh, Dylan's TikToks.